Diary of Doom. I'm your Cypher Dylan, and join me as we look back on the rich history of Doom Metal and its sister sounds based on the recounted tales of its followers. Every week, we'll have a different guest to spin their yarn. You can visit the website at diaryofdoom.com, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, follow the podcast on diaryofdoom.podbean.com, and subscribe and listen to the podcast on Apple and Spotify and wherever else you get podcasts. If you have a question or anything else, you can fire off a question, or rather you can fire off an email to diaryofdoom1968 at gmail.com. Uh, joining us for this week's chapter is a super group, if you will. Um, they're a uh, relatively new project. They're called Guts. That's spelled G-U-H-T-S, made up of members of Witch Kiss and Basque and Black Mountain. Oh, I got to help Black, Hunger. Mountain, Black Hunger. Mountain Hunger. Black Mountain Hunger. Thank you. We have Scott and Amber, um, who are also in Witch Kiss. Yep. Hello. Hi. So thank you for coming on on this uh, not-so-humid New York day. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. So this is, like, it's a brand-new project. It was uh, born really out of uh, the pandemic, according to your website. So I hope that's true. It is true. <laughs> yes, it is. But obviously, you know, like I said, you're also in Witch Kiss, and there's a few other people in the band who, um, you know, at some point down the road, we'll get their stories too. But like, what were your earliest experiences with music? Did you two have musical upbringings, or was it something that you found like later on on your own? I think I was pretending to sing um, super young. Like I wanted to be Blondie, basically growing up. So. <laughs> I think I have the 45 still somewhere. She but still yeah, wants like, to be blonde. I still want to be blonde. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, a good thing to aspire to be. Yeah, right? I love her. So as long as I can remember, that's what I was doing. And then let's see from there. I mean, I totally thought my father was the same. I thought my father was John Lennon, like, because he was singing it all the time and playing the music. And then trying to think hit like key points i was obsessed with yoko ono at a really young age like elementary school age so i would just listen to that i forgot the name of the album but she's kind of screeching and like yeah like it was really intense to like as a young kid i remember my parents thinking like what the hell is going on here like why she said she wanted to sing not scream yeah 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 (laughs) i played a little bit of piano my father won a lottery and bought us a piano and played organ and piano. And then after that, I got into the alternative scene. I found uh, a couple kids in school that were more like me. And um, there was very few back then, and in my school anyways. And then I got into the hardcore scene and then just grew from there. Is this, so, all, in, is this all in New York, in the New York area? Yeah. Your turn. Oh, my turn. Yeah. But wait, you you didn't say what your first concert was, which I feel oh, like... was Stevie that, Nicks. My father took me to Stevie Nicks really young. That was my first concert. But that's like um, a, that's like a cool first concert story. Oh yeah, I wanted a ferret, and I wanted to be like all the girls walking around. <laughs> they had like ferrets on leashes and shit. That was at um, Orange County like, Fair at the show or like in real yeah. life. No, at the show. There were people at the show in the crowd. Like there were all these girls that were wanting to look like Stevie Nicks and they had ferrets on leashes. That's just plain damn fucking <laughs> weird. And mean, those poor ferrets. I know! <laughs> They're like, they did, I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. 
Oh no, I forgot the most important part, but that has nothing to do with this project really. Does that have anything about, to do with about drums? Does that no. Have <laughs> no, no, my aunt named her ferret after me, but um, <laughs> no, uh, drums. So I didn't, I haven't, I didn't play anything after the piano, like really seriously. I was kind of forced to play the clarinet because my elementary school band teacher didn't let girls play drums. So yeah, it's crazy, right? They're like, you can't play football either. Yep. <laughs> Basically. Yep. That's how it was. And that's how I started playing drums with Scott and said, Hey, let's try it out. So I started playing. Now we're here doing vocals for guts. That was a long winded. You should have, you should have uh, a ferret on stage with you. No. At least, <laughs> at least a stuffed ferret. So it's like not cool to like, you know. <laughs> See if you can get that prop from the Big Lebowski when they throw it into his tub. Oh God! <laughs> Maybe that was a marmot. I don't know. They're like the same yeah, thing. They're similar. So I think it's your turn now, Scott. Yeah. All right. So my turn. So as a little kid, basically my grandmother like she loved music. She always had vinyl playing, Michael Jackson, the Bee Gees, uh, the Doobie Brothers. Hall and Oates, all sorts of stuff like that. Always singing and dancing around the house. So I was always wanting to do that too. Um, she gave me her father's guitar. My great grandfather was a musician. I never got to meet him. And I always just used to try to play guitar. I didn't learn how to play or actually tune it until I was probably about 13 years old. Uh, so I played an untuned guitar for about 10 years. I would make drums out of buckets and pots and pans, you know, anything to make sounds. So from a very early age, um, that's what I was trying to do. And then as a teenager, I started getting into hardcore as well. I think it was a very New York thing to fall into uh, being a musician. And I had many bands. We played many basements and many living rooms and many teen centers and all sorts of crazy stuff like that. And I've just been doing it for probably like 25 years, give or take. Just um, going strong. Try, yeah, just keeping going. And, you know, when I met Amber, her wanting to play drums, I was kind of at a, a low point in playing music, kind of not really doing it much. Her wanting to play drums is kind of what refueled my passion. And, We've just been making music now for about five years. It just keeps growing stronger. When did you all like discover as I've kind of come to call it like heavy music, essentially, you know, whether that be like metal or otherwise, I mean, you've gotten hardcore or whatever, but so that might, that might be the answer there. But like, was there a period where like you found an album that, that said, Ooh, shit, like I got to check this, this out more, like something that kind of like changed your, changed your view on things. My first concert was age 13, was Dream Theater. So oh, when, I, nice. when I saw Mike Portney play the drums, because I always wanted to be a drummer, even though I had that guitar, I always wanted to be a drummer as a kid. When I saw him play, I was like blown away. And then I got into bands like Skid Row. The first metal band that I absolutely loved was Pantera. So yeah, it was pretty like young teenager is when I started getting into heavier music. It's a pretty like wicked first 
concert to go to, especially yeah. like back in the day. I was huge on them for years. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. My turn. Go for it. I'm trying to think, like, who's my first heavy? I mean, I guess it's really, I mean, the hardcore and punk scene led me into heavy music. I would say Fagazi, if you would say heavy, but I wouldn't say they're metal. Yeah. Doesn't I mean so, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like that, like that, Fugazi, I mean, Bad Brains, like all that. Like I still listen to Bad Brains. Um, all those bands are so important. To, like yeah, the, uh, this genre of music. And I saw them all. I spent like most of my teenage years at Club Anthrax in Connecticut. So I lived very close in New York to there. So mm-hmm. I saw bands Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You know, that was my whole life. That's dope. Yes. Yeah, my, yeah, my mom was an old was an old punk, so she's yeah. telling me stories about <laughs> seeing all those bands and whatnot. So is Witch Kiss uh it's the first band that you've done together as a couple, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. like where were you before that? Did you, you have other projects that you were involved in? I did not. No. You did. Yeah, I had like uh an instrumental band that was very like uh sporadic. We played one show practice maybe once or twice a month uh it was it was maybe like a six month long thing and then before that probably a good five years went by before i really did anything and obviously which exists because you two came together eventually right yeah i've never played in a band before so oh, wow so which kiss was my first i mean i didn't even play drums before so which kiss was my first I've only pretended, remember? Jumping on the bed. <laughs> or in my car. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, like, when was that? And that was just something, like, you said that uh, it was something you wanted to do. You wanted to play the drums. And you were, like, kind of, like, this is, like, kind of a no-shit moment. Like, just, just, like, jump on it. Like, was that was there any other impetus other than this could be something, like, really, really cool? Or And, like, also, do, were you... Were you married by the time that like you started the band or has it just been, they've kind of just like gone as it's gone. Like is they've run parallel to one another. Well, we were, uh, we were dating when we started the band mm-hmm. and then about a year later, like within a week's time, our first album came out on Argonauta records and we also got married. So it was right in that within a week of each other, those two things happened. Yeah, but before before that, we were renting a studio together. Yeah, an art studio. We were together. renting an so, art studio, and that's kind of where we would jam. And then we got kicked out of there because we were too loud. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there was a guy next to us that would be trying to draw. Like it was a legit artist space. Yeah, we'd be trying to draw. We'd be playing, and he came knocking on the door saying, "Guys, I can't yeah. keep my hand steady." Like <laughs> no, the rumbling, cops came to, on the fire escape. Yeah, like banging on. I was like, "Oh God, Jesus!" Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, there was no way to get in the building unless you know uh, you had a key. So the cops literally climbed up the fire escape and banged on that door to get us to stop. <laughs> wow. Yeah. People go to dumb lengths over things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like, what's that dynamic been like for the two of you? Is it like something that you feel like? you know, compared to like your other projects, like, does it, does it work better? Do you like communicate better? Is it harder for you? Has it, do you think it's made your, your uh, relationship stronger? Definitely stronger. (laughs) More um, more willing to like put up with each other's like neuroses and BS. (laughs) Exactly. Like we have to learn that. That's like a touchy thing. 
yeah. because you we're both really creative you know outside of music so mm -hmm. we each have our own process he already has you've had your process i'm like learning so for him to kind of put up with that is a learning curve right yeah it was a big learning curve for me yeah because I, I was honestly pretty stuck in my process yeah. uh and i'm very free yeah. i'm like no rules mm -hmm. ah! you know and so. he had you have a way yeah I, ha I i had a way you had i a way. would like to think that i've adjusted my way you have a lot. um but yeah in a way i guess i was kind of closed off and wanted things to be like uh, very I, I write a lot of music so like very strict in the way i wrote something but working with my wife and you know it's just helped me kind of change that up and be more open i like to think that i'm a different musician in that way than i used to be totally i don't know if that I makes agree. sense no yeah i agree yeah I, so i think it helps us grow as people too yeah because you have to really you have to allow a lot of space, you know, right. or like, say, if I'm doing vocals, I think we've learned that along the way, like, no, it's with anything creative that if you're interrupted, you're, it's like kind of hitting a wall, you know, even right. though he might know quicker in some things, yeah, but like maybe not this, because it, yeah, there's a, there's a reminder. It says, do not stop Amber <laughs> mid delivery. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like, like, oh, like it's so hard for me so because my process is more like i mean we have like a ton of processes really i can't say it's like one way Yeah, we're crazy artists musicians so like we yeah, have like, a lot of you know just go <laughs> go right. until something grows and then mm -hmm. is, sometimes we go too far so we bring it back and sometimes really awesome things come from it yeah. i don't like any rules I'm like a no rules, like, I don't care what anybody says. This is how, what I'm feeling, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. I get it. Cause like, I, I'm just moved into this place in Brooklyn and like getting to know and like live around somebody else. Like, yeah, it's a total challenge and like, and, and, but it's also like a hundred percent worth it. And yeah. then like, I've had so many people in bands just tell me like, yeah, I mean, being in a band is like, you know, being in a relationship. So like you've quite literally taken that to like the next level, you know, and yeah. I'm, yeah. you're, you're not the first, but you know, I don't talk to too many people who are, you know, in a band with their spouse. Most of the time they're just like, yeah, I'm in a band. My spouse put, puts up with it. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, it is touchy because it's, you're emotionally attached to somebody like your bandmates or just say like a coworker. There is a level of intimacy, but this is like, you can't shut it off. Yeah, I think that's so why it works for yeah. us. Like, you know, historically there has been many oh. bands that like, like Fleetwood Mac, you know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, and many other bands. And it works for us though, because I think we understand each other emotionally and creatively that way. Playing live can sometimes be a little hard because, you know, I have to not be a tough guy and not be jealous and stuff like that. So like that's Amber doesn't have an issue with that really, but like, that's my uh, thing I have to keep under wraps. I'll make sure to give Scott a lot of attention whenever I get to see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, to jump into the, the new project gut, since that's what we're all here for really um yep. so I've, I've been familiar with jesse's other jesse band 
Dot is another member of the band, um, but I've been a big fan of his other band, Basque, for a while now. So it like makes sense for him to be involved because they have like a bit of a different take on the like kind of stoner doom kind of music. But like, you know, Guts has uh, a lot of atmosphere to it. And that's like one of the key factors that makes it sound different from Basque or Witchkiss or, you know, your uh, the other bands that uh, the band members are in. Um, so can you talk about how this came together since it was essentially born during and I guess like due to the pandemic? Well, first off, I want to say concerning Jesse, Jesse and I have been best friends for over 20 years. yeah jesse is originally from hudson valley new york so like we kind of like okay grew up in like the hardcore scene and like he used to spend the night at my band party house that we had and you know just so this project what we're trying to create has kind of always been the passion project that jesse jesse and i wanted to have we could just never link up because we were kind of always in different spots so how did how did this start well, it started during the pandemic. I was in the midst of trying to write music for a new Witch Kiss album and also kind of doing some solo instrumental stuff, which some of a little bit of some of this material is from both of those ideas. And as I would work on stuff, Amber would hear it from the other room and basically singing to herself and wanting to try vocals out. And I wouldn't let her cause I wanted to keep it to myself. And uh, this is mine. Yeah. Yeah, really. Basically. That's it. It was your very own to be separate, you know, to yeah. have his own project. And then after her asking and begging and yeah, I guess I, Felt like I should give her a chance. It's like, let's just try. Yeah. Let's just try. Yeah. It's one of those times I was being a little closed off, I guess. She did something really cool. So I was like, all right, I guess we got to try it on this song and that song and this song. And that's kind of how it started developing. I approached Jesse. About- Wait, no, not even because not that didn't, you didn't ask Jesse first. You, We were like, oh, we could have like a collective of people. Like we were, we were kind of just like, not daydreaming about it, but kind of just yeah. talking it out. Like, oh, we could, we could ask lots of different people. You wanted like a whole group of people. Yeah, we had big plans of getting a lot of people involved, and we mm-hmm. still kind of do have plans for that because yeah. the music is really huge, and we want to try when it's possible try to recreate it live that yeah. way. So we had plans of you know having multiple drummers involved you know just in case somebody's not able to do it or even multiple drummers live who knows um guitarists synth players bassist yeah and then but then with jesse we we were like let's ask him because he's he's a really busy dude too you know yeah jesse's super busy but he was he he runs like that craft beer bar down in in, uh there's like three he's got two three there's a third third one one. yeah it's insane wow Mm -hmm. yeah Plus, he's got a, a, son, a one-year-old son. Mm-hmm. That's and one cute baby, I got to say. Cause, I yeah, know. I follow Jesse on Instagram. I'm like, that is a cute baby. Jesse was super in, into the idea, and he's like, you know what? Let's. You should really talk to Dan, who he plays in. Jesse plays in Black Mountain Hunger with, because I think you guys would hit it off. And 
Dan and I started talking and Dan and I hit it off immediately. Dan and I are basically like the same person. It's like um, a bromance. Yeah. We, we definitely have a bromance. Um, <laughs> I, like, I hate when this happens. <laughs> no, it's funny. I'm like, Oh God, what are we buying now? Yeah. We both, that for gear. Yeah. Like... Yeah. We, we were both gearheads big time, mm-hmm. but we basically had finished songs, but then Dan came in and took them to another level. Like I already had synth stuff on there. Dan added synth stuff that was like, he just complimented everything I had done with a whole new layer that I didn't even know could exist. That's what's been going on. Basically. We're still, uh, we're trying to find uh, an actual synth player and drummer. So that's where we're at. It's, it, you said layers and that's a good way to describe it. You know, like, uh, you can you can definitely feel that like Deftones, Shoegaze, like whatever you want to call their kind of music. Um, and so were you, were you trying to make a more emotionally expansive band uh, originally? Or because this is not the culmination of just like jamming. It's pretty clear like there's an idea of like what comes here. This isn't music that really comes out of like a jam. Well, with the right musicians, it could come out of a jam, but you're right. right. The writing process definitely was intentional on making something huge and emotional. And that's where the name comes from, too, because, like, we want people to feel it in their gut, because that's kind of what the music is for us. Like, it's all about feeling. Um, So, yeah, that was all very intentional. When I was listening to it, I'm thinking, like, okay, were you also thinking this could provide an opportunity to play with different kinds of bands because you know maybe you don't want to just get stuck on a doom bill i was like oh well this is like the witch kiss side project but it sounds nothing like witch kiss but we're having them on because you know it's got members of witch kiss in there you know i feel like listening to this it could give you a chance to play with like i don't even know like a prog metal band or like a tech death band or something like that maybe not tech death (laughs) probably broader yeah we definitely Definitely want to be able to do that i mean we want to be able to play even with like indie bands and mm-hmm. young bands, you know, like uh, because we love all kinds of music and we are definitely inspired by all kinds of stuff. We don't want to be grouped into, you know, just doom metal because um, we don't even look at Witch Kiss like that. But we mm-hmm. know that there, we know there's a big influence of that in the music. But yeah, we want to be as broad as possible that's concerned right I don't know, but i don't think it's like intentionally broad it just had it does happen because same thing with witch kiss like we still love doom music like heavier doom like sludgy you know i think you tend to write that way like it's like a i know that you're of course you always want bigger you could but that's the kind of sound you kind of write like early building so it's intentional is it intentional or are you just doing it's what very, you it's intentional yeah. it is yeah definitely uh because when i'm writing if i don't feel it i move on to the next idea like is that just... intentional though uh, for me it is okay it's it's my built-in process yeah i mean i'm the same way but i don't know if i would okay like intentionally not going in a certain direction yeah it's not like okay it's i'm not intentionally thinking about it but i would say yeah. it's intentional in my makeup i guess yeah yeah, i, I got know. it i see sometimes you know i take the long road 
I don't want to. I don't want to wind up playing marriage counselor. No. <laughs> There's one of those husband and wife things that we just like figured out. It's great. I know. It's right here, yeah. documented. Oh, exactly. Understanding. Um, but but I, but that's cool. Like you know, that's and it's and it's important that you're able to you know be able to like branch out regardless of what it is you know with your other band like mm, there could be some opportunity i don't know what but it, it could work you know i like a nice device or a, a nice diverse bill as opposed to just boom 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 or you know kind of like whatever's popular at the time so yep yeah so you're talking about adding in um a drummer so that amber can focus on like just just singing and synths and all that and uh and and guitars and um it, it sounds like it's going to turn into quite a, a a big a big uh project sort of like um it, it makes me think of like like a nine inch nails approach where you know maybe a lot of it's done by just a couple of people but when it goes live you know you have to have like three guitar players and two people on two stacks of keys and synths and modulators to like make sure all that sound is there and like this guy's got his guitar yeah. plugged into that thing so it sounds like a vacuum cleaner but it makes sense yeah well it's funny because we actually asked trent reznor to be in the band but he never responded <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> um actually amber let's let's clear this up because this. i did saved. not play the drums yeah amber did not okay play the drums all right yeah amber is not the drummer of this project uh those those drums were sampled Mm, um, okay gotcha but they sound pretty damn good but we do we do have somebody special lined up to record our album with us so that's going to be really awesome well yeah, yeah you uh, on your website you said you were working on putting together like this whole thing so that you could do uh a full length and then you know never you know eventually like tour on it and whatnot so like yeah. for that full length like i imagine you've been like working on tracks for that should we expect the same kind of sound or are you like, okay, we kind of got like our idea down, but like, let's see where we can kind of push this and see what direction we can go without getting too far away from what we started as. We should definitely expect the same kind of sound, but maybe like times a thousand. You know, that's, the, <laughs> oh. that's, that's the hope even bigger, Yeah, we're even open. bigger and more open. I think the whole thing will change too with a live drummer, like yeah. we were talking about. Because yeah. then there are little nuances will be put in there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to just a little preview. We're going to re record all of these songs and maybe kind of change them up a little bit on the album, plus like another four or five songs. So it's going to be, it's going to be a full, full length. Nice. And, uh, yeah. That's cool. I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of, what that band Genghis Tron did where their like first album early stuff was all programmed drums. And then they have like a live, they have an actual drummer for their latest album. It sounds a lot different than their other stuff, but it's also like very cool. And like, you can just tell it, it breathes a whole, a whole new like gust of life into the song when you have someone that's just like pounding along with you. Yeah, totally. It's mm -hmm. life. Yeah. And, uh, that someone is a good friend of ours and very versed in the emotional music scene. So it's going to be really good. And then we just need a live drummer for when we. Well, 
Well, we never know. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. 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 Exactly. We don't know what's going to happen. So, well, hopefully, I mean, things, you know, but we'll see. But hopefully things go in, in, a, in a better direction, you know, as the year goes on. But uh, have you been listening to anything um, lately that you've really, really been blown away by? Well, the new Gojira stuff, you're right. Yeah, I mean, I basically listen to either the newest Deftones or the newest Gojira album. You know, that's I kind of go back and forth between that. I'm like an OD or on music, so I like listen to the same thing over and over and over again, like on my way to work to get into a mood. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm obsessed with Julie Christmas, so nice. bow. Cool. She she's really cool. I love that album that she did with uh, Cult of Luna. Yeah. yeah, but I like bow off of her solo album. Like I could listen to that like a hundred times on my way to work just to get like in a mindset, you know. I actually haven't listened to her solo stuff. I probably should. <sighs> Yeah, you should. <laughs> uh, well, uh, kind of similar to her. I, the new King Woman album I listened to today. Very excellent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 If, you, if you like that sort of, it, it's not really ethereal, but it's it's definitely a, it's a way more interesting take on like slow, droney, uh, doomy music than, you know, kind of your standard fare, which is, I have a lot of faith in this genre because there's always something like that that comes along and yeah. makes me be like, ah, oh, man, there's still, there is still life here. You know, it's not, we're not quite beating the dead horse yet. Yeah. Yeah. I love King Woman. It's true. Oh, I, I don't have too many other questions. So, um, you know, then if you want to plug your stuff now, uh, now's the time, but like, as by the time this episode comes out, your EP, uh, Blood Feather will be out. It comes out on August 6th. This yeah. Friday. Yeah. Or Bandcamp Friday. Yep. Yep. So. Exactly. Yeah, it will be, well, it's already out, people that are watching this, yeah. um, via Bandcamp. And also this limited edition CD, which is all printed on all uh, consumer, what is it? It's a consumer post-based recyclable materials. The CDs printed with all plant-based inks. Uh, we're very much into all that. Um, limited edition. Yeah, limited edition. Uh, there will also be a T-shirt coming out for pre-order this week. Hear the album on Spotify, Apple Music, and all the major streaming platforms. I don't know what else to say. I'm not really good at plugging things. Go buy it. Yes. Or, or at least <laughs> listen to it many times yeah. over on the streaming platforms, please. <laughs> yes, but most importantly, go buy it. Um, yeah. It will be on my uh, my uh, Bandcamp Friday purchases. That's for sure. Awesome. Yay, Good way you. to remember it. Cool. Well, thank you for taking the time out of your day um, to do this. Stay safe out there. And that'll do it for this chapter of the diary. Awesome. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for having us.
I'm there and you'll obviously be there, um, I'll definitely <laughs> introduce myself in person. Yay. Yeah. I look very forward cool. to meeting you. It'd be very weird if I looked very different. <laughs> like if I just come up like, Hey, it's like the, you, that's not what you looked like. Dude. <laughs> you look way different on camera. <laughs>